punk rock, street trash, wastelands. And here are your hosts, long-time partners in slime, Adam Obscene and Mark and Mark. Listeners and listeners, you're listening to Wastelands. I'm Adam Obscene, and with me, as always, is Marco Mark. Hello, Adam. Hello, listeners. It's great to be with you this evening. Thank you yet again for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Great. We have noticed something, a, a, a disturbing occurrence that is uh, starting to appear in our in our wheelhouse of watching, in <laughs> zombie films and 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 you know monster movies and and the like. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And the occurrence is something that you quite quaintly placed, and it's been stuck in my head ever since. Of the mopey millennial. <laughs> oh. So this is I, this is the part, yeah. Losner, where I say something and then I let Mark rant. Go. <laughs> oh shit. Okay. 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 <laughs> I I love you, millennials. I love you, young people. Please make the world a better place as you get older. I, I the the in real life millennials. No worries. The on screen millennials. Different kettle of fish. I. <sighs> Okay, I watched Army of the Dead. I really liked it, but the way I can describe what irritated me about it was that there was an on-screen mopey millennial that was bringing in some like real days of our lives, sand through the hourglass, general hospital, daytime television, Gunk. you know, woe is me dialogue. With her dad, like bringing up her daddy issues in the middle of the desert while he's trying to fuel up a diesel generator so they don't die. And I, I just, it got to me, Adam. I liked the whole movie, but the directors and the writers slipping this daytime TV bullshit into our favorite genre? Nope. That's a big nope from me. You know that movie went for two hours and twenty three minutes, dude. That is a <sighs> that is an absolute absolute stonker of a movie mm. for a duration. Mm. It, it didn't need, but it's almost like when did it become important to develop characters in zombie films? <laughs> <laughs> it should Char- never have character development. Like, okay, you're a survivor. No. You're in the apocalypse. Somehow you've made it through. Um, but it had this weird vibe, Army of the Dead, which was kind of like Ocean's Eleven. Um, oh yeah, Ocean's Eleven, big heist sort of sure. movie. Add some zombies. Add some intellectual, uh, intellectual sort of bioengineered soldiers, undead soldier sort of action zombies. Some sure. great special effects. A white tiger, Sigmund and Freud's. Uh, Sigmund Roy, sorry, Freud. Uh, Freud and Roy, yeah. Yeah, uh, Zombie Tiger, some great stuff in there. But just character-driven dialogue. That, like, I think if they cut that shit out, the movie would have come in at a nice hour and 90 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Look, man, my, my character development, what I want to see in my zombie apocalypse movie is I want to see, like, the walking dead. I want to see like black summer and, um, the, the previous movie that the director of army of 
Army of the Dead did was that Dawn of the Dead. The t- I think it was 2002, 2003 remake. Yeah, the Romero remake, yeah. Yeah, where the zombies were hella fast. That's the I, first I, I time want, they I sort of introduced that. that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me that. Like, I don't... Look, the character development in Dawn of the Dead, the original, and in the you know the shopping mall was the main was the main game, and the yeah. relationships that the small band of survivors had in their relation with their interaction with each other is important vehicle for the film. Mm. Like, it's actually about the the commentary about com- commercialism and people being you know isolated and being forced to work with each other. That's a necessity. Sure. But mm. someone whinging about, you know, being abandoned back when things were okay and then bringing it back up again, and somehow, instead of being stoked that your dad is actually still alive and you're still alive and somehow, you know, yeah. it's actually, well, no, actually, I really hate your guts right now. <laughs> it's like, and I'm going to yeah. do, and I'm going to do what I'm going to do, and I'm going to run off over here, which eventually, pretty much because she ran off over there, meant that everybody else in that team, in the Ocean's Eleven team, including the dad, just got wasted. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. was like, it was just, it was just oh. not, it, there was nothing redeeming about that character. No. To, to actually justify her surviving to the end. No, 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 no. She should have been clipped first. That would have been a really good thing to see. No, um, <laughs> see, <laughs> see the, uh, with, the, with the shopping center, what you're talking about with Dawn of the Dead and stuff, like, that was character development through the um, environment and through the situation and it was through the necessary. circumstances. It, it was contextual, right? It was in, yeah. It was it was important to the line of the story. Yeah, and it wasn't so much, and and, and the the army of the dead, the you know the the um the what is it daytime television like trashy sitcom dialogue was like um uh yeah inter interpersonal. And it was not. It didn't go down well. Like I don't know. Look, I've it was been a, spoiled. It was by... a sub. It was a sub story that wasn't required. Oh my because god! Because the the premise of the film, Lostners, you know, we do spoilers all the time. So if you don't want to know about this, you tune out now. But the premise is a crack team of mercenaries are sent into Las Vegas to get a haul of cash um, by this uh, multi million dollar you know, casino operator who has already been paid out for the insurance and just wants to get his $100 million that's in a vault underneath one of the casinos. So this guy puts his crack team together and they fly in. Then they go and they count trials and tribulations and discover super zombies and fast zombies and a zombie tiger and shit goes sideways and it turns out that they weren't actually in there to get the money but the there was a the guy from Fear the Walking Dead the cowboy one who was a crack commando in this one just wanted to get an example of one of the zombies to take it back because that's where the real money was for super soldiers Um, that storyline would have just ran. That could have just yep. gone, oh, you've been double-crossed, you know, blah, 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 the end, you get your money, you run away. Having a millennial-based daddy issue sub-story of going in there and trying to get money, going in and trying to save some people that had gone in there to get money to try to get out of this encamp, encamp, this camp around Las Vegas and feeling mm. guilty and going back in and then putting everybody at day, it was, it was an unnecessary plot line. Yeah. It, I think people would have been far too panicked and far too distressed to uh, 
to even have that conversation to, or to at least press pause on the conversation until they came out of like the most dangerous zone hotspot in America. And I think that, you know, if you took out those, it'd be really interesting if we ever had the time to actually, we do a Wastelands re-edit of that movie and just cut oh. all that out and see if it works. It yeah. probably will. We might actually probably have to, half. we probably actually have to stand in and do some of the, some of the fill-in shots. Oh, that'd, be, that'd be sweet. <laughs> Hang on, why does Batista look like Batista look like Michael Mark? <laughs> yeah, we'll never know. So yeah, um, inter- but it is interesting that some of the stuff that maybe zombie films have been criticised for, like the bad Asylum ones, which I still love, yeah. but. Uh, probably those ones are being criticised for not enough character development, like that you don't care enough about the characters, yeah. to one where there's over-daytime television bullshit character development. There is actually mm-hmm. a middle ground. There, there is a yeah. requirement for character development, but we don't sure. want to go too far. In saying that, very no, enjoyable no. movie. It was a really enjoyable movie, absolutely. Yeah, soap opera, that's right. I, I just don't want the soap opera dialogue. Like like I said before, Ads, I really think that the whole situation and the circumstances, like in, in reality, and I know it's not a very realistic thing, a zombie apocalypse, like I know this, but in my, um, what do they call it? What do they call it? Suspension of disbelief. Like save that, like that, that shit should be really uh, secondary to the sort of trauma and panic of the immediate situation. We want our fantasy to be real. We want our <laughs> fantasy to be real, man. You don't know, you know? Don't you know? I just want, I just want my fantasy to be real. Um, Make it real. Yeah, because they are effectively playbooks for what's going to happen in the future. And you might say that a zombie apocalypse isn't coming, but I have yet to be convinced that that's not going to not happen. Not, not going to happen? Not gonna, not gonna not, happen. Not gonna happen. Yeah, it's, it's a double negative. That means that, that's it, a positive. It's gonna happen. Yeah. yeah, look at me. Um, look at me as a wordsmith on the radio. Absolutely. Um, so, we, so Adam, Adam's official stance: we're, we're not not going to have it a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> that's gonna be on the new T-shirt. <laughs> we're not not having a zombie apocalypse. Adam obscene. Two thumbs up. So, um, but there is a few other bits and pieces. Um, if we want to talk about another sort of. Weirdly enjoyable, and I'll just gonna and we'll I won't we won't go in deep, but I did watch Love and Monsters, which was so banging the whole world of millennials um, doing things across a monster apocalypse, which I actually quite enjoyed. Um, Filmed in Brisbane and the Gold Coast, mind you, in Hemet and Southport, so um, so just near Wynnum. But enjoyable movie, but again, it was a little bit of mopey millennial, but. More digestible this time because the whole thing was about mopey millennials crossing eighty-five miles to get to each other across a, um, a, a monster apocalypse, which is fine because we've spoken that that is the major trope in any post-apocalyptic film is to go and do the road trip to try and find your lo- loved one. Um, oh yeah, so that's absolutely. cool. That fits in. That fits in. That we'll give that one a pass. But it's interesting to see how this th- this shit's evolving. So we'll keep you posted, listeners. Let us know. Do you hate your mo- mopey millennials? Do you hate mopey millennials in your post-apocalyptic monster apocalypse zombie films as much as yeah. Marco? Or <laughs> or are you cool with it? Are you cool with it? Either way, that's cool. We're cool with you, Lossner. You know, you're here. You've been here for the ride. We're not going to judge. We're no judgment here in the wastelands at all. No, no. But um, 
Yeah, let us know what you feel about this new occurrence. I'm sure there'll be two very strong schools of thought and we'll look forward to seeing the messages as they roll in at all the socials at Wastelands Radio Show, DM us. You can find us on the platforms of podcasting goodness. We're across all those mofos. Um, And yeah, we're on the web, wastelands.com.au. So, Marco, thanks for that quick one. We're going to have a couple other shows coming up in the future. You, We've done a lot of our show and tells from my perspective. You're going to be taking the helm and the reins, so to speak, in particularly being in lockdown. You've had a lot of time to actually dig deep in through the collections and revisit some, some joyous uh, entries of your uh, music collection, your books and records and whatnot. So I'll look forward to you sharing what you've rediscovered in this luxurious time that you have in lockdown. <laughs> I don't know about that. Ad. Yeah, well, it has given me time to go through, uh, to go through, you know, old records. Um, I only really collect two, thing, two things, uh, listeners, and that's uh, vinyl and uh, secondhand books. So um, I've, I've been rediscovering some uh, seven inches that I bought a really, really long time ago. But I'll um I won't I won't uh, spoil what they are now. I'll wait till our uh, show and tell episode down the track. Uh, listeners and listeners, remember be kind, rewind, and Marco, Mark, is there anything else you'd like to add? It's good night from me, and it's good night from him. It's over. It's finished. <laughs>